welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Good morning, friends. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, as we now uh, begin our final series, uh, sermon on our Fear Not series, continue to be with us uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. There once was a man who was lost in the desert, and uh, I don't know how he had been traveling, probably maybe hopefully by horse, but all of his water had gone out. He dr- drunk the last drop. And he knew there was a spot up ahead that had a pump that was connected to a well. When he gets to the spot, he finds a note and a bucket next to it. And the note read, <clears throat> pour all of the water on top of the pump to prime it. And if you do this, you will have all of the water that you need. And so this man now is in a quandary because right before him was this bucket that he could drink. He knew for sure that water was there, but it wasn't enough to fill his water bottles or his water containers. So should I just drink the water or should I have faith and pour all of this good water onto the pump? in the hopes that it will prime the pump. Well, at some point, he would be in trouble if he didn't uh, prime the pump. So he just, he took the, the bucket, he poured it onto the pump, and then he began to pump it and pump it and pump it. And water didn't come out at first, and he started to kind of get a little discouraged. However, eventually, the water starts to trickle out and all of a sudden it starts to gush. And it's not just any kind of water. It's actually clear, clean water. So he refills the bucket and he refills all of his water bottles and containers. And he takes that bucket of water and he throws it on top of his head because it was super, super hot. And when all of that water hit his head and hit his face and hit the back of his neck, it was one of the most refreshing experiences that he had ever felt. And so now that he had all of the water that he needed, he was able to, he actually added to the note. He said, please prime the pump. Believe me, it works. I think sometimes as well, we, we're like that man where we have to make decisions and, uh, it's a, it's a matter of, do we, do we go with the immediate gratification or do we trust and hope for the long run and look to God's plan? As we ponder the future and as we've been talking about fear, sometimes it's easy for us to want to pick the quick solution. But faith requires that we believe and trust that God will bring us through whatever 
challenges and situations that we may be in. I think God wants us to prime the pump and be able to pump. And, and as well as we trust, God will do more immeasurable things that we could ever imagine. Judy Bloom writes, each of us must confront our own fears, must come face to face with them. How we handle our fears will determine where we go with the rest of our lives to experience adventure or to be limited by the fear of it. So this month we've been talking about fear. We, we first began with, um, what is a healthy kind of fear versus an unhealthy kind of fear? And the healthy fear is that we fear the Lord, that we trust, we love and follow and be led by God. And as well, in the second sermon, we talked about how we can give our fears and we can pray and with thanksgiving, give all of our requests to God. We also talked about the fact that last week we shouldn't be worried so much about tomorrow. God will provide the means to be able to sustain us and carry us through. And today, we're going to talk about the fact that God, how, how, uh, that God has commanded us to go forth and not just to go forth, but as well to do it in community. Now, one of my favorite, uh, scenes in scripture is that of in Matthew 28, where, uh, the 11 disciples go to the mountain where God has called, where Jesus has called them. And they get to the spot and, and they begin to worship God. And yet, even at this point, some of them still kind of doubted, is this really the Jesus that was among us and, and lived with us or we walked with him? And then Jesus came and said to them, all authority on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So he's giving them their mission statement, what they are called to do. And here in Matthew 28, verse 20 as well, I love this, this verse. And he says, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, everything that I've taught along the way. Okay. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Imagine the disciples at that point where they'd walked with Jesus for three plus years at least, and now he was leaving them. Sometimes I wonder, did fear struck, fear strike their hearts and their minds because the one who had worked miracles, all of a sudden they would be by themselves? Yet Jesus as well and John, <clears throat> in a couple of passages as well, promises that of a helper, of uh, the, the paraclete or the Holy Spirit, especially in John, numerous mentions, several mentions, I should say. And it's here that though Jesus is not going to be physically with them, he promises the fact that they will have a helper. And this helper Helps them if, as you look through the book of Acts, just how the Holy Spirit works and, and to help, sh- help shape and mold the church is just, it's truly amazing. Um, I, I've just, I've been going through the book of Acts again and to see how the early church started out small, but then just explodes, especially when the hand of God is on top of it. 
But there's this beautiful, the beautiful capstone of, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And the Greek word for age is, uh, Ion, Ion, Ionos. And, and even if you read the Greek, it's instead of, and surely I'm with you to always to the very end of the age, it's the completion of the age. God will be with us. Even and though right now we're waiting his, um, the second advent, the second coming of God, we know that God will walk with us and be with us to lead and guide us. And as the disciples went, they went forth and, and in faith they succeeded teaching, preaching, discipling. There's another story too where God's people, perhaps as well, uh, another pivotal point in their life is found in Joshua chapter one, verses one through nine. And so after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses is aid. Moses, my servant is dead. And now then all of now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. Big moment in the life of Israel where they're stepping forth in faith. They're moving forward without Moses, the man who God had sent to bring them out of Egypt and who who shepherded them through the desert. He had died and now it was a new phase in Israel's um, life for all of them to go forth and to trust. And imagine being Joshua, being given that responsibility. Sure, he had uh, been, he'd probably learned and uh, been trained under Moses, but now to lead all of these people, thousands of people, God God then continues and says, I will give you every place where you set your foot as prom- I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And it's interesting as well that God specifically, he's called Joshua to lead these people to move them forward, to go into a land. And he he already assures them that it's going to be fine. You're going to be good to go. As with, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. So two key words, be strong and courageous. Be careful as well. He, God then as well reminds them, be careful to obey all my law my servant gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? And he reminds Joshua a second time, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And so just as a reminder, God knows what he's doing. He's calling Joshua to go forth. So he tells Joshua to be strong and courageous. And, and he also reminds you, he reminds Joshua of the book of the law. And as, as just like the book of the law, we have these scriptures, the Bible as well, to look back, to reflect, to read, and to learn about all the various uh, teachings that Jesus uh, left with the disciples and all of God's 
the revealing of who God is in the Bible and how we can uh, live our life with God. And, and he, he reminds Joshua to think about it, meditate, like contemplate, read and think and instill these passages into your mind. And not only that, though, as you go forth, just as with the disciples, go and teach these things. And just as he also reminded Joshua that he is with us. He said it in Joshua. He reminded the disciples as well in Matthew. And there are plenty of, uh, plenty of passages throughout scripture where God reminds God's people that I am with you even to the very end of the age. Another story as well is found in Joshua chapter 16 where he's in the middle of a discourse. They'd had dinner and Jesus had washed their feet and, and as he gives the final discourse to the disciples before he's eventually going to meet his fate. He gives, he promises the disciples this. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And in this time where we are living in, it's it's sometimes hard to find peace. But yet, I want to encourage and remind you that we can find peace in the God of the universe who not only grants us peace, but also should be reminded that he has the last say because as Jesus says, I have overcome the world. Death it's just a matter of time of us resting. Fear, whatever fears we have, we can give them to God. And, and even as Paul says, as we're reminded, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, as we learned earlier this month. And as well, it's, it's, a, it's a reminder that while we're not immune to trouble, again, we can take confidence that God will be with us. And that at the end of the day, God has the final say. There's also something that we also have to rem, uh, be reminded of. And let me let me actually tell you this story before I, uh, I get to that point. So I believe, uh, I don't know if this story is true, but the, the point of it is, 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 is good. And that there was this banker, I believe his name was George Mason. And it was around Christmas time and he wasn't married, didn't have any kids. In fact, he was very much, uh, he was a loner. He didn't want to be around people. He just wanted to go home. He was going to listen to, uh, to music. And, uh, in fact, I think he, he was going to listen to some records. So that kind of just tells you how old, uh, <laughs> this story is. And just at the close, it was Christmas Eve. It was the close of, uh, of the day. Everyone basically had gone. And, uh, the door, the, the door to the vault was preset to lock immediately. But he didn't realize that. His assistant had done that. So he walked in, he went to make sure everything was set, and unknowingly, just as the hinges that hold that door, uh, they had just been, um, uh, taken care of, and so the door slowly closes in and shuts on him. And he's trapped in this vault. 
and he can't get out. He bangs on the door, hoping that somebody will hear him and realizes, nope, he was the last person in the building. And so all night, he had to sit in this vault. And initially as well, he freaked out because am I going to, you know, am I going to choke to death because there's no clean air or am I going to breathe my own uh, air and eventually I'll just pass out? And then you remember, no, there there was some at least some kind of mechanism to where if this ever happened, I'm sure it probably has before. Uh, he looked around and he tried to find some kind of airway or some way of getting out. So he he tries to go and put his hand against the wall and looks and couldn't find anything until finally at the top he realized there was a very small vent that air could, could get in, but he couldn't get out. And he realized sometime in the middle of the night that it was, it was Christmas Eve and now into Christmas and he wasn't going to be able to get out for at least another 24 hours. And he waited and he waited and he waited. Finally, December 26th, Business continued. The uh, the assistant um, to uh, the CEO walks in. He unlocks the bank uh, vault. Didn't go in, though. And he turned around, and there, slowly but surely, the, the manager of the bank, actually, walks out, grabs a bunch of water, went to the bathroom, grabbed his coat, and went home. He stayed home for a couple of hours and he reflected on his life because he realized as well at that point, nobody came to check on him. Nobody came and asked him, how are you? Nobody uh, wished him a Merry Christmas. And he realized that he didn't want to continue his life that way. So he wrote on a, a piece of paper and he put it on the, on the vault door. And it said, to love people, to be needed somewhere, that is the purpose of life. That is the secret of happiness. God is love and God has called us as well to love others. And one of the things that we have to be reminded as well is that our faith, our faith is rooted in community. When you look through, uh, especially the life of Jesus. He was always with somebody. In fact, I was even in our, our Wednesday night's uh, small group. We were, we were talking about the story of Cornelius and Peter, where Peter goes to meet Cornelius, but he also had some of his brothers from Joppa who go with him. And unless they were in prison, generally there was always somebody, they always did ministry in groups. And there's, it's a good reminder that if we want to conquer our fear, not conquer our fear by ourselves, but do it together in community. So, friends, I hope and pray that this series has helped to affirm and to encourage you. Remember that to fear the Lord, to love, honor, cherish, and get to know who God is and to be faithful and to follow Give your fears, whatever is keeping you up at night, whether it's a physical challenge or maybe it's a relationship that you're, you're struggling with, or perhaps your job is just, it's, it's driving you nuts. Things that we cannot control. Don't worry about tomorrow because God will lead and guide and provide for you. 
And finally, God is faithful. And to do so, move forward, have strength, go forward to be strong and courageous, just as God told Joshua. And don't go it alone. In fact, as we, as we move forward as a, uh, a testament or, and perhaps an opportunity to be able to do something together, we're now going to participate in communion today. <clears throat> we've set aside as well. So if you, uh, uh, are ready, go ahead and hit pause, grab the juice and the bread, and then we're going to continue and we're going to do something together as a community. All right. Just one moment. In the Gospels, before Jesus was taken, he had a meal with the disciples. And it was there that uh, they drank the juice and they ate the bread, representing the juice representing his blood that would be shed and his body, the bread, being broken. At this time, let's go ahead and pray for these emblems. Father in heaven, Lord, today we've come together as a church family to participate in communion, Lord. And as we partake in the, the juice, which represents, Lord, your blood. Lord, blood that is, is so vital for life. It carries the necessary oxygen and the nutrients to be able to go around the body, to be able to maintain and as well to heal. And yet, Lord, as well, many years ago, you shed your blood for us. Though you were sinless, Lord, you took that sin And we're also reminded as well of, Lord, the bread, which represents your body broken. And yet even still, bread also represents life, new life, that, Lord, though your body was broken, Lord, you rose again. And you care to seek, uh, to, to you offer, Lord, friendship, relationship, Lord, ultimately salvation. Lord, may we not take these emblems for granted. Thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. After the supper and many years later, Paul writes to the Corinthians, where at that point they had misplaced the idea of what communion should be and they had turned into something more of they turned to, to uh, about themselves and yet Paul corrects that and so he then writes for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you Lord Jesus on the night that he was betrayed he's referring to this meal that he he had with the disciples go ahead he broke uh he took the bread and when he had given thanks He broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me.
For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And as well in, in the Gospels, Jesus as well tells the disciples that he would not uh, partake of drinking this this juice and this this bread until he comes again. And so while we are waiting faithfully on the soon coming arrival of Jesus, may we continue to grow together, to be united, to be one uh, as a church. And I'm so thankful for this community. Um, I know it's been a challenge last six plus months. Um, it's been very hard. I know because we all love each other. We want to be able to see each other, but let us continue as we move forward with faith to fear not to trust in the Lord and to also pray for one another. Very soon we're going to start a new series on specifically prayer. And I look forward to that as we discuss in our small groups. So may the Lord bless, lead and guide you. Let us pray. God, together together today we have come and we've participated in communion and we've also capped our series of to fear not, Lord, to know, to trust in you. And as you told Joshua to be strong and courageous and as you told the disciples as well that uh, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And finally, Lord, you have also promised that we can have peace in you, but also you have overcome this world. May we go with confidence And help us, Lord, to be mindful and to encourage one another to love well. Thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace and peace, everyone. Have a great day. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.